Coming up in this program, how do we get our people back into the office? After so long in lockdown, many companies are slowly going back to normal and management teams are beginning to encourage their employees to return to their offices. But will they want to? Will they try to hang on to working from home or are they looking forward to rushing back in? What are the consequences of this new normal? This podcast is part of the Bayard Partnership CXO Academy program, an initiative where C-level executives join us to discuss important topics of the day. Helping me explore today's topic, my five guests are Jürgen Schmidt, Senior Program Director Airlines and Network Control Centers for DHL. After taking a postgraduate in information management at the University of Bielefeld, Germany, Jürgen's career has taken him from the food sector with Kraft to apparel with Levi Strauss. For the last 13 years, he's been with DHL, where as an experienced portfolio management leader, Jürgen is specialized in closing the gap between IT and business. My next guest is Tineke van Hulland. Founder and CEO at Epic 10, Tineke studied industrial pharmacy at the University of Ghent, Belgium, and began her career on the market access side of the pharmaceutical industry. Today, as the Deputy Secretary-General of the Brussels-based trade association Bio.be, Tineke indirectly represents more than 30,000 employees spread over both large and small companies, the smallest having as few as 30 and the largest with over 9,000 people. Hiet van Leeuw took a degree in industrial sciences and electrical engineering in the Polytechnic of Limburg, Belgium. After a career as a telecom consultant working for various mobile operators, Geert switched over to Nokia and to program management. Today, Geert is the technical director of the Airbus Proximus Consortium, supplying communication technologies into the Belgian emergency services industry. Cheyenne Humina, after taking a Bachelor of Science in Electronics and Information Technology, Cheyenne continued her education with a Master of Science in Photonics Engineering at the University of Brussels. Today, Cheyenne lives and works in Germany as a junior product line manager for the international polyurethanes manufacturer, Covestro. And finally, Jan Borgs. Jan studied industrial engineering at the Naylor Institute in Mechelen, Belgium, followed by a postgraduate in corporate management and business economics. Jan's career has taken him from international technical sales for a leading-edge high-tech software company into the world of project and program management. A partner of the Bio Partnership, Jan completes our podcast panel today. Welcome all. I would like to start with you, Jürgen. Are you looking forward to going back in and joining your colleagues? There's a very clear yes and a very clear no. Obviously, the yes is joining my colleagues. I mean, we do miss each other. Even though we have regular meetings, uh, check-ins every day in the morning for half an hour just, you know, to have a social chat and see how things are going. But driving from home to the office five days a week and come back, I'm not looking forward to. I mean, we've seen it does work remotely. It works very well. And part of that I would actually like to sustain going forward. Mm -hmm. Yes. What about you? Well, it's pretty much the same as Jürgen. Getting everybody back in the office, I don't think that it's going to happen. Everybody will come to the office, but not at the same time. And we see that happening already today. So we are gradually starting up and people coming to the office. 
but I don't think that we will have the same degree of occupancy of, of all the seats in the office. Uh, we were not doing uh, flex desks yet, but uh, I think that it, it will evolve in that direction. But happy to go to the office, of course, to see the colleagues, to have more the, the direct social contact. But things will change. Indeed. This is something we're going to explore again a little bit later on. Tineke, I was wondering about your clients that you represent, the companies that you represent as part of bio.be. What's the feedback there? Is there a big difference between the big ones and small ones, for example? Yes, actually, there is. What we see is that the the bigger companies, specifically for people who have a desk uh, job, they're a bit more vigilant to ensure that people go back to the office. So there you still see a lot of homework. As for the smaller biotech companies, there are already a couple of companies who have started to work again uh, in the office, but they do allow also people to work from home. But there the standard is going back to the office and also allowing people one or two days a week. So if I understand correctly, you're saying that the bigger companies are not letting people back? Is that the point you're making? Or No, I'm not. No, 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 no. They do let people back, but on more, um, let's say, exceptional basis. Or let's say they're the, the standard is homework. And if people need to come and all the rules can be respected, then they can come back. Whereas I see the opposite in smaller companies where there the standard is again going back to the office with all the rules that that there are. And then if they want to work from home, then there is also a possibility. Okay, Jan, you're working for DKV, the international insurance company. What's it like there? Because I imagine they've got quite a big personnel. I mean, are they all working together and back in? Well, There as well, we started uh, since last week to allow people back into the office. There was uh, some permanency over uh, the entire period for people that really had to be in the office, but that was uh, only a dozen or so. And since uh, last week, on a voluntary basis, uh, people can go to the office again two days maximum per week. Uh, And how do you feel about uh, going back to the office? Well, I was... I was uh, very keen to get back to the office because I was fed up uh, with uh, sitting at home. Uh, I, I wanted to see some colleagues and, uh, and get some social interaction again. And I think that's a personal opinion, of course, and, and how I feel. And I know there's a lot of other colleagues that um, have different opinions and don't want to come back yet. Yeah, but we'll get on to them in a minute. <laughs> Cheyenne, now you've come from living in a city in Germany, well, in, first in Antwerp, then you moved to Germany. And recently, my spies have told me that you've moved onto a farm with your partner. So you've had a massive change in life. How has it been for you, this lockdown? And are you looking forward to going back into into work? I think for me personally, uh, my recent move made the whole lockdown a lot nicer. Because, of course, I've seen on the news all the images of the empty cities, And also a little bit of the chaos with checking persons who did go out. And this is something that I did not really have to deal with because there are not a lot of people on the street here anyways. So for me, it was kind of like normal life, but working from home. And I'm quite new in my position, only now for four or five months. So I miss the direct information flow from the other colleagues to learn from. But in general, I do really enjoy home office and doing those little things you normally cannot do. For example, laundry during lunch. And this is helping a little bit with the life quality, I feel. 
Yeah, but you're also going out and feeding the chickens at lunchtime, I'm being yes. told as well. Yes, this I also do. Which <laughs> you've never done before. So it's quite a new environment for you, mixing yes, it is. polyurethane products with uh, <laughs> your family life. Tinica, coming back to you, is are you missing going into, because I know that you're, you're an you work independently, so you have more than one client. Are you missing that personal contact with them? Absolutely. But the good thing is, is that uh, for uh, Bio.be, uh, I already go back to the office. So about two weeks ago, there the company policy was that people could come back and they have taken all the necessary measures in terms of alcohol gels and enough distance in the meeting rooms, etc. And I was actually very happy that I could uh, come back. And I must say that everything is really working well. People are respecting the rules. They're happy to see each other. We are very vigilant when we're in the office, but I must say that the social contact, even though it's a bit different than before, is very stimulating um, for me personally. I'd like to switch over to Jurgen. What is the management saying in your world? Are they saying you must come back, you will come back, or are they saying do what you like? Where are they positioned in this? Well, I think they haven't made up their mind yet. Currently, the the official statement is we are not under pressure to go back to the office. So we continue working from home. And I mean, you need to understand DHL, we are a global company. We are really big. We are faced with the coronavirus everywhere. And I think we want to give uh, the same message to everybody, not to, not to confuse people. Do you think there's a sneaky suspicion that the management team quite like working from home as well? Because generally the management team probably going to have larger houses or apartments than maybe the more junior people, apart from Cheyenne, of course, she's got a whole farm. But I mean, do you, do you, do you think they are? there's a, a little slight hidden agenda as well? There's not to, to push too quickly? Well, you you know, our, our top executives, they also like to travel. I mean, we need to be honest about this. And, and they, they say it, uh, you know, they really want to be where people are. They want to go to the town hall meetings. They want to be close to the employees to really understand what is going on. They want to be close to the customers, which also means, you, you know, traveling. So I think they rather want to be out there and uh, uh, back in the office. But they've also seen, uh, you know, within days, we had about 150,000 people working from home and it did work, you know, and there were lots of issues all over the place, uh, technical issues. But at the end of the day, it did work and the business continued. Well, one of my clients, they used to have a, a clocking on and a clocking off system until this situation started. And the HR people say, oh, what are we going to do about our clocking on and clocking off system? And uh, someone said, well, it's time to throw it away. Yet you've got a small team. I think it's about 20 people in total. How's it for you? Is, is there pressure on these people to go back psychologically? How is it in your world? No, there is no no pressure to go back to the office. I just see that with everything what happened is that you used to have companies who promote homeworking and, and, and have people working from home two, three days a week and so on. But with what happened is that the whole, let's say, community had to deal with the measures that were taken by the government. So you had to stay home. Homeworking was, was the standard. Uh, but that means that also the customers and the partners, so we are, I mean, a consortium, so the consortium partner also, everybody stayed home. So 
the first weeks we had a lot of issues to get everything organized and we had some issues in, in getting the right tone in the meetings. But after one month, everybody got used to it and we are still in this modus where we can do homeworking. And that's also the case with the partner and with the customers. And the fact that we are coming back into the office is really, if you really have to do something in the office, we have a test bed here. So engineers are coming to the office and for the management it's just like, okay, Okay, we had a customer meeting where customer comes over, one or two of them, not not five or ten, yeah. but we have an, an intimate customer meeting. And, you know, I, I, I miss that. And, and, and it's good to, to, to meet each other uh, and not to have only calls where at the end of the call you just click and they're gone. And here the meeting is gone and you can have some small talk and conversation. And, and, and that's good. And Cheyenne. As part of the younger, new professionals joining into the industry and working for a German company like Covestro, have you seen people struggling and adapting to this way? Has it, has it flowed? Has it been quite natural? That's actually an interesting question because I was talking about it earlier today with the manager of my manager, and he's already quite senior. And he's struggling a little bit with just the idea of the home office and also some other senior people in our team and company, while I feel that the newcomers are a little bit more flexible, maybe this is something we're more used to. Um, of course, it also depends on your setup at, at home, because the moment coronavirus was in the news and we had to do home office, I directly went to the company, grabbed both my monitors and set up everything at home. So, of course, if you're working also from your small screen, then it's really hard, I think. You make it very comfortable for yourself. It's a lot nicer. But I do feel there's a difference in flexibility, but I think everybody's now adjusting to the situation. Yeah. And Jan, what's happening in DKV? Is the management pushing the lead there? I mean, are they listening to government advice? Are they just saying this is what the government's saying, this is what we do, or are they well, interpreting? Uh, obviously, they're, they're listening to government advice. And uh, so, like everyone else, around mid-March, we uh, had to switch quickly to this situation where everyone started uh, working from home. Uh, but surprisingly, it indeed worked from day one. Business just went on. There weren't, uh, weren't any hiccups apart from some technical issues in the, in the beginning. But even that was uh, fixed fairly quickly. I must admit that I myself was also a bit surprised to see that things went so smoothly because in my case, I had a, a big public launch of a project we had been working on for over a year, just one week after the lockdown. So it was, uh, as you know, we had to yeah. suddenly organize this yeah. entire launch from our home offices. And we managed it and, and it worked smoothly. So in the end, yeah, there's a lot you can do from home. That's but this, Jan, is causing me a problem, right? Because we used to live in a certain way. We used to travel to work in our cars. We used to sit in traffic jams and try and get into the office by a specific time. Something extraordinary has happened, and now we're not. And you're telling me that your projects are running, your deliveries are going, Kets and programming management, and, and Urigan too. I might say, well, okay, if I'm an employee and I'm kind of liking working from home, maybe if I've got young kids in a small flat, I might be looking forward to going back. But assume that I'm liking working from home, how are we going to get the people back? Uh, Tineke, have you got any views on this? How are we going to do it? I think it's, well, the way I saw it over the past three weeks uh, within Essentia was it was actually gradually. So there it was, of course, also on, on a voluntary basis. 
but you saw people the first time they were in the office, you know, looking around, very vigilant uh, to make sure to respect all the rules. Um, Seneca, imagine it's like three months, six months from now, there's been no second wave, right? And people are just not going back regularly. What do you think is likely to happen, putting your kind of vision for the future on? Well, I don't think that if there is no second wave, I don't think that everybody will still be at home with his, within this and, uh, and three and six months. That's my personal view. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, things are working when you're home, but some people, also like me, I get energy by seeing people. Yeah. And I think that in time, if people don't go back, and I'm not saying they need to go back five days a week, but to get people motivated, I think that team spirits and team people and discussing, let's say, in person will remain an important aspect of uh, of the business. Okay. So, Jürgen, um, listening to Tineke, it seems to me that she thinks the novelty will wear off and give it another three months, six months, everybody will come well, will be wanting to go back to work, maybe not full time. Is that what your prognosis is too? I fundamentally have a different uh, perspective on things. And uh, I look at it from two two sides. One are, you know, the employees, the people like me and my team. We don't necessarily see a need to go back to the office. Yes, we like, uh, you know, the contact between each other, but we have learned to use, uh, you know, Skype or Zoom. So I feel I'm even in closer contact with my team today than I was when we were in the office. So I think from the workforce, I think there's going to be a strong push. No, we don't want to come back to the office on a five days per week basis. The challenge is with sort of the higher management. I think they are confronted with, well, we need to rethink work, to rethink trust and, uh, you know, how, how is it all going to happen? Yeah, okay, because, but Jürgen, you, if, if for the last few months things have been going along as normal, then it seems that the management, senior management teams will be getting their bonuses at the end of the year. They will meet their targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore, yeah, what's the problem they're going to have to solve? Is it a question of real estate, perhaps, that they just have to justify these very expensive offices for the time being with social distancing of two meters or one and a half, depending which country, you know, you can see it that, you know, you're going to be thinner spread out. But where's that going? Yeah, but I, I think that there, there, there probably is a more conservative mindset, which says I need to see my people sitting at their desk. Then I, as a manager, I feel I have things under control. I see what they're doing. I see they're busy. I, I feel the vibe and all of this. Well, we've now seen over the last months things can continue and you don't have that. And I think for the managers who feel they need to have the people around them, it's going to be a big challenge. Hmm. Yeah. yeah I, I, so, so you think it's, it's boiling down to an almost an ego thing. I wouldn't that go that far, strong? but uh, yeah, it's, it, it is a bit strong. But, uh, well, but you I know think, yes, that you hospitals know. were designed in the UK much bigger than they needed to be because the consultants insisted having their own waiting room big enough for all of their patients for basically the entire day or half a day. So these huge waiting rooms. And why was that? Because the consultants wanted to walk in and see all their patients lined up and to know that there wasn't one second of the day that they wouldn't be someone coming in. Yeah, what's your view? 
Well, I think definitely now, like you said, we need we need the office space to keep the the social distance. But in let's say over in in, in six months or, or or 12 months, I don't think that we will get the same level of occupancy of people in the office. So people will come into the office, but not on a on a five days a week. I, I my father always said, if you know yourself, you know you know the world. I don't want, like Jurgen said, to sit again five days in a row in traffic jams. We will organize the work differently, uh, that we will all keep on staying home for homeworking. I also don't believe that. It will gradually grow, but like for a lot of companies, also the business will gradually grow back, but not at the same level as, as before. Okay, but then this is leading us on to an interesting topic, and I'd like to switch to you, Jan, because if I remember correctly, when we were talking before this program, you said that you were one of the first to go back into the office. Is that, is that correct? When you, when you were allowed to? Yes. Um, how do you how do you see it evolving in, over the next few months and even a year or so? Well, I do believe indeed that for many organizations, there will be much more homeworking than they have done in the past. Now, in the case at TKV where I work, they already allowed two days homeworking per week. So in that sense, it's not that – I don't think it will be that different uh, going forward. But I think many organizations will indeed uh, in the future allow uh, at least one or even two days per week. Now – as to the reasons why I was keen, I, I, it was really to have these social interactions because unlike Jürgen, I don't think you can manage everything uh, from a distance. I think at some point, you know, in, in my job, I need to speak to a lot of people from different teams. And yes, you can do that via Skype or, or Teams or, or other means, but it's not as efficient, I find. Um, it's uh, much more formal. You have indeed these informal discussions that you're missing out on. And that can be pretty important as well if you want to uh, deliver a project. You want to make sure that you understand not just what someone is going to do and by when he's going to do it, but you also understand what drives him to do it. And, uh, and so you can help him to find what, he, what he's looking for in, uh, in the assignments that you have to, to provide them. Jürgen, do you want to come back on that? Because it's, it's, you know, on the one hand, I've got this dichotomy that they're going well and then these things are going well. And yet Jan still wants to, feels that it would go better if, if they were at least more back in the office. Because if you're only going to have half or so, so you're not going to have them all in one back at the same time, I suppose, unless we're all back. Jürgen, what did you want? Did you want to come back on that? Yeah, I, I totally understand what Jan, what Jan is saying. And sometimes I feel the same. But what I have experienced over the last well, 10, 10 weeks or how long we are now more or less in the lockdown and working from home, those discussions I can have remotely. If I want to talk to my stakeholder and, and understand what is driving him, you know, I give him a call or I fix a meeting in the calendar and say, look, can we have half an hour? I want to discuss with you, your drivers and, you know, what your incentive are, where you see the benefit, where you see the risks, et cetera, et cetera. And it is more formal. And to be honest, I actually like it to be more formal because then, then you have agreed that uh, this is it. And it is not just a coffee conversation which after a while people could say, well, you know, but I never really said that. I guess because of people in my virtual studio today are all engineers of somewhere <laughs> in electronics and photonics and goodness knows what onics. Maybe there is somewhere between sort of the, the personal touch of maybe the, converse, the coffee machine is more important than we think. 
I do get the feeling that for those where it's going rather well and those employees who have a, a difficult or a long commute, they may be very reluctant to come back. And at some point, management may need to say, come on now, enough's enough. You're coming back because we've got all this real estate. If it's half empty, I mean, Tinica's clients are building these huge offices with these beautiful glass facades and fancy brickwork and all the rest of it. Let's be fair. We won't name names. But if you go and visit some of Tinica's clients, these are these are these are almost the palaces of of, uh, of the 21st century. These beautiful quality buildings with marble floors and all the rest of it and their own canteens and cafeterias. She wants to come back to me, but I'm going to continue because that is what they are. That's cost a lot of money to build. How are we going to justify that that money at the end of the day if if they're half empty? Well, first of all, I I, I did I don't agree with what you said on on the palaces. I think there are a lot of industries with buildings that that are of quality. But I also want to go back because I used to work in the industry as well for bigger companies and I led teams, and there we also had say the uh, the agenda of one or two days working from home. And uh, I must say that this was really well working. And I think what will be important in the future as well is that when you have a team, you agree upon touch points maybe in the office. And then when people have to work on projects, etc., or want to avoid traffic jam, this can be perfectly done from home. But I think to get the connection with your team, to get the right communication with your, te- with your team, it's important to have that touch points. And I always allowed my team to work one or two days from home. They had flexibility as well on the other days to have the right work-life balance. And I never had any issues with the people. And we always made sure that we had that connection in the office. So I think for maybe for those industries who were not used to homework, that they will gradually go into uh, into that direction. But I cannot imagine myself in a world where I would only have uh, virtual meetings. I'm also living in the world of policymaking, where before COVID, I saw people very regularly from cabinets, from ministers, etc. And now that is all gone. So there, the personal touch is very important because when you work on advocacy, the aspect of trust is very important. So I find it very difficult to create a trustworthy relationship with someone that I don't know only through virtual means. Well, on that positive note, Seneca, I would like to say thank you very much to all of you for sharing your views today. It's quite interesting to see where, where we are going. And then the question of how we'll get everyone back. It does seem that there will be a natural tendency, but not all at once, if I sum up correctly. So thank you very much all and everyone. Thank you, Geert. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Jan. Thank you, Tineke. And thank you, Jurgen, for all your input. And uh, I wish you a very fine day. There now follows some bonus material that was not included in the original podcast recording. Enjoy. Okay, so what did we not talk about? Shane, what would you like to have mentioned or come up with that we didn't actually capture? What is quite interesting from my perspective how interesting is it for companies, actually the companies themselves, that we don't come back? If they can get rid of all the real estate and all the costs, is it actually a good deal for them if we stay home? Indeed. I mean, and even if it's not all, I mean, if, if the yes, offices 50. become more or less meeting rooms, 
with a few sort of desks. I know in the meantime, you can't have the everyone's got to have their own desk in most companies. Uh, yeah. Was there something else that we, we should have talked about more or developed further, do you think? Well, for me, I'm, I'm a little bit in, in, a, in a different situation, I think, because, as you said at the introduction, uh, we are working for the public safety and security domain in Belgium. So we were one of the, the, the companies with, with an exception. So we, we had this laissez-passer, so we could wave this paper and say, I'm going to work, I have to do something. Uh, and that was also the case for the engineers, actually for everybody. So it was not like that there were tens of people here in the office, but we still were coming to the office and we, because I'm part of the management team, we had this, uh, let's say, duty roster that at least one of us was in the office every day. And I see that from the beginning, you have companies or attitudes that people say, ah, we are in this lockdown, everything is postponed, everything is frozen, and we cannot work. And you had immediately others that said, yeah, but we have to keep on working. And it's almost a psychological thing because your your team and you had this magic pass. So if you wanted to, you could. And if you didn't want to, you didn't have to. We didn't get fined if, if, if they stopped yeah. us, if the police stopped us. Yeah. And Jan, Jan what, what, what did we develop? What should we have developed further? What did we miss or what would you like to take further, do you think? Well, I, I think one of the things that wasn't weren't really addressed is situations where remote working is a bit more difficult. And I'm thinking about new employees that are joining a company, and we've had a few uh, over these last few months, that are thrown into an organization where they don't know anyone, and they have to develop relations through remote connections. They can switch on your camera, so at least you see uh, how they look like. But it's much more difficult to build this rapport with, with people you've never met. I think this recruitment element's quite nice, isn't it? Because one of the things that we're element we're doing when we're recruiting people is trying to get people to understand our culture and join our culture. I think it might be quite difficult for companies to differentiate their culture when they're only working in a remote way rather than a physical way. And uh, Tineka, I apologize for my calling your clients offices palaces, but you understand what I mean. They're quite grand and they're very proud of them. So what did we miss? What should we have developed further? Uh, what do you think? I think what we maybe also can learn, but maybe on the longer term from each other is you ask the question, how do you get people back to work? But I think there is also a psychological effect linked to that. Maybe some people are really afraid and they don't want to come back. I heard a psychologist talking. She said, like, we're animals. When you put an animal in a cage, you open the cage. A lot of animals are not just going, going to walk out just like that. So it's the same with us. We've been in a lockdown period and some people feel safe. But going back, maybe you need to give them a little push. And um, I think that companies also need to think about, okay, how can we help? our employees to feel at ease when they are being asked to come back uh, to the office with all the rules, etc. Et Thank you, Tineke. Moving over to you, Jürgen, what could we have developed further? What, what did we miss? I like the aspect Tineke brought uh, forward, that, that whole psychological aspect. Um, I believe, you know, should we go back to the office and let's not talk about how we get the people there and, you know, da, 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 da. But I think we will arrive as different people. We have learned something. And I think, uh, you know, the team spirits, the working together 
is going to be different than it was before we had the corona situation. I feel like I know my team now better than I did before. You know, through the Zoom uh, conferencing, I looked into their living room. We talked about how is your family doing? Is everybody healthy? We spoke about, well, the kids, the summer camp was canceled or those things, which we would not that often talk about in, in an office context. So I think we will probably be much more caring, probably much more empathetic and compassionate. And I think we probably also learn to listen better because that's you have to do when you are on a video conference and all of that. So I think we're going to come back as different people. Yeah, I thank you. I think this concentration point is quite interesting, isn't it? Because I don't know about you, but you have to concentrate so much more in virtual meetings, I find. Mm -hmm that at the end of the day, I'm actually more tired. I don't know. Is anybody else more tired? Um, yeah, Tenika. Yeah, it's getting to you. Jan Everyone. is waving. Yes. Cheyenne is waving. Is there anything we've missed that we never... I, I just have one remark. I think I was just... It came into my, my mind. Yeah. For companies, it will be very tough to really get the people into the office as long as the offers are sent out, as long as the orders are coming in, as long as you make your business work mm -hmm. even if everybody is at home how can we convince people no 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 now you have to come to the office if people are are productive and even maybe yes. more productive uh, why do you need the office then it's, uh, and and you can young you you can organize something in a hotel <laughs> in a big meeting room there uh, if you want mm -hmm. to see your your team it's it's a really this this is a real if I talk to my customers and so on I have a very conservative one of my co customers is very conservative one of the guys said to me this was a revolution we we yes. we progressed in a couple of months everything what was not possible before digital signatures uh, approvals uh, from distance homeworking and so on that's that became possible in in, in a couple of weeks time so it's it. I don't know how I don't have a, a crystal ball. So I don't know how, how it will turn out. And but I don't think there's a turning back. I don't think there's going to be a turning back. You know, I think we made that step and I don't think you can go back. Oh, I feel the thing. I, I, I do believe indeed that you know, homeworking is, is now a reality yeah? and there's not, mm. not a single organization that will be uh, able to uh, to say in, you know, in the coming years, uh, we're not going to allow any homeworking anymore because it's been proven in most organizations that, you know, most of the business runs uh, remotely as well. So that's that's mm. indeed not an option, I think. But again, I think uh, as well that it's important that people see each other and talk to each other and, and have fun uh, together. And and let's face it, having fun through a video conference is not the same as having fun when you're sitting next to one another. Well, I managed a, a quiz night uh, virtually, and I think my team, I saw them laughing more than I ever saw them laughing being in the same room. Come on, Tinica, fight back. Where are we all headed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with, you, with what Jan was saying. I think the, the truth will be somewhere in the middle, mm. meaning that having 100% homework, I don't think so. Having 100% uh, work in the office. But companies have been working before so much on one company spirit and stuff like that. I don't see that turning around. And I actually think it's good 
for a company as well to have the face-to-face contact. And we must not we must not forget that you have different personalities as well. People who are more introvert, they would say, "Oh, I love to work at home. Don't see anyone. Just see the the four walls of my uh, of my room." People who are more extrovert. They need external contact. Actually, some of the introvert people I know need the people more than you think because they yeah. just like to observe and to watch them and to be there. And the extrovert are there to putting on a show to say, hey, it's me, but actually quite like to be at home having a cup of coffee. Come on, Cheyenne, save us. What are the under 30s thinking in this world now? I think most of us, we want to stay home and as you said, it's it's been proven. We did it. It's going well. And there's not really an argument to go back mm. from my point of view. And something that was quite interesting is that it was mentioned, for example, the quiz night. And this is something that I do see in my own company. We don't really have a policy on using the camera during video calls. We just use our microphone. So we don't really see each other. So some colleagues do, some don't. Um, so there is not really one line on how to do this. And I think this is something that might add a lot of value that you can actually see each other and you do these team evenings to keep the contacts. Wow. I mean, because one of my colleagues, she even has lunch with her team. And they have a virtual lunch and then they share lunch and they meet in the mm-hmm. afternoon to yeah, have a virtual we did, coffee we did and the stuff same. together. We did you the, same. Do the same. And it was yeah. only half an hour. But I'm a bit so. surprised that Cheyenne's still got people who don't switch their video camera on. I mean, that's amazing, don't you think? That just to think you could just got them online, but they're not, you can't actually see them. No. And this is something we actually, I asked about this in the beginning when the crisis happened and we switched to Microsoft Teams, uh, using it more and more. And it was actually a question like, are we going to use our camera or what's going to happen? And most people said like, no, sometimes we don't really need to. We're just sitting here. Maybe we're in our PJs. Maybe we are not. But that's a challenge for HR moving <laughs> forward into challenge. culture, isn't it? One yeah. person who had it with a camera, one, one meeting and this person had his camera on. Wow. And Tenika, you wanted to say something, I feel. Yeah, I was wondering if anyone around the table is in more in a business development or, let's say, public relations uh, role. I know that Bidigit from, from our company, the Bio Partnership, she's certainly our, our business developers, and she really um, is struggling with it. I mean, especially to build new relationships. And if you haven't got the mobile number, you, you're really stuck. You can't You can't really get to people. Exactly. And that was the point that I wanted to make. If you're in business development or if you're in advocacy, you hate situations like this because you can't see people. You do uh, much less business. You have much less interactions. And it's very actually very difficult. So I can imagine when you're in a big team and you have your project to do and are doing project management, that working at home perfectly fits. But if you have to do business development, look for new clients, look for new contacts, then it's very difficult. Uh, and then, then it stops. Well, thank you very much, Tinika. Well, I see that my producer is smiling into the background. So I would just like to say my, my cup of coffee is coming in here in my virtual world. I'd like to offer you all a coffee and biscuit, but I can't. And it's time for us to log off. So thank you very much again, Jan. Thank you, Tinika. Thank you, Kier. Thank you, Cheyenne. Thank you, Jurgen. Thank and you, Harley. We'll see you all again you. on another day. Tia, thank Cheers. you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.
This podcast was made possible thanks to the Biob Partnerships Academy program. It was presented by me, Harley Lovegrove. The music was taken from a live recording of Mozart's First Symphony, given by the Lucker Chamber Orchestra, conducted by Michel Tilcan. It was recorded as part of the Young Belgian Talent Initiative, of which the Biob Partnership is proud to present itself as a platinum sponsor. You can find the full video of the concert on YouTube. Just search for Young Belgian Talent, Michel Tilcan, Mozart Symphony No. 1. Thank you. See you next time.